Hello and welcome to the YYC Soccer Podcast. My name is Jason Komet and my co-host is Scott Strasser. Hi, Scott. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Yeah, it's, it's been a pretty good week. It's it's pretty warm out there and uh, uh, pretty warm out there, I'm guessing, if you're playing soccer. But uh, um, it's summer. Hey, why not? I guess we'll, we'll, we'll cope for a few months. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to complain too much about it because I spend, you know, seven or eight months of the year complaining that it's too cold. So trying to get outside as much as I can these days and yeah, getting out to a couple soccer games. I have my own soccer games to play. It's uh, it's it's my favorite month of the year, June. So happy, yeah, happy to, to have arrived in it finally. Yeah, sounds good. And um, as we like to do at this point in time, if you are a new listener, what is the OIC Soccer Podcast all about, Scott? So we focus on soccer in Calgary at the amateur, collegiate, and professional levels. We talk about the teams and the players from the city's soccer community, from the grassroots and amateur leagues up to the university and professional level. Yeah, and this week, uh, it's going to probably be a little bit of an abbreviated episode. We don't have a, a scheduled guest interview, but there's a lot of soccer stuff going on right now, so we thought we would do a bit of a recap of, of what's happened in the past week and, and what we can expect in the next few days. So I think we're going to just go with that and, and then take it from there. Yeah, I know it'll be a little bit of a shorter editing period for you, I imagine, which is, <laughs> which is yeah. nice. But uh, no, hopefully, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get a, a guess for the next episode. Sounds good. Well, Scott, do you want to start off with um, Foothills WFC? Uh, they've had a, a, I guess, a good run, kind of not unexpected. They're, I think we maybe take for granted how good they really are. But do you want to talk a little bit about sort of where they've been at? I know they had a bit of a road trip. Yeah, they just got back recently from the United States where they, uh, where they had two games. Um, they won both of those. So Foothills WFC is now 3-0 and in the regular season. They've scored 10 goals and conceded two in their three games thus far. So they're in first place in the West Division or the Northwest Division with uh, Santa Clarita Blue Heat, their perennial rivals, kind of breathing down their neck in second. Um, Maya Jones leads in scoring for Foothills with four goals from those three games. And Isabel Monk and George Wilson follow behind her with two each. So they won both of their recent games in the U.S., outscoring their opponents 8-1. They started the weekend off with a comfortable 5-0 win over Reno Vikings. Maya Jones uh, recorded another brace in that game after starting her campaign with a brace against L.A. the week before. It was actually, uh, the, the final score was 5-0, but I believe it was only 1-0 or maybe even 0-0 at half, so... It was really a strong second half performance against Reno to to generate a, a five goal lead and, and lead the pitch quite comfortably with the three points. And they followed that up with a, a three one win in their second game, which was against FC Arizona. Isabel Monk had a really good game. She scored two goals, uh, one of which was from like twenty five yards out. There's a video on on Foothills WFC's Twitter of the goal, which uh, if you follow them, I'd recommend giving giving that goal a a view it was a pretty nice strike yeah a good weekend uh it was i thought it was notable noticeable that uh foothills had to come from behind again in that game against fc arizona they did trail one nothing but overall to to come out to come from behind and win three one after a game i think it was the night before or two nights before playing in the heat most likely so 
uh, a good a good weekend for them. And yeah, they're still they're still unbeaten. Actually, if you look back to last year when they went ten and zero in the regular season, they're now thirteen games unbeaten in the regular UWS season. So that's that's quite the run that they're on. Um, another noticeable uh, tidbit was that Grace Storty was named the UWS Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, she was one who really stood out to me in their home opener, their season opener the week before at Broadview. She was the one who, uh, who I talked about a bit in the last episode, got, did some really good dribbling down the right wing, played in some really good crosses and, and got an assist in that game. So yeah, she had a really good, she's had a really good st- strong start to the season as have uh, Maya Jones, Isabel Monk and uh, Georgia Wilson. And uh, yeah, Foothills will be playing at home this Sunday against FC Arizona. So a rematch against the team they just beat. That game is uh, 3 p.m. at Broadview on Sunday. Mentioned this in advance uh, about Maya Jones and about her her run of play lately and her form's been really good. Uh, Do you think this could lead to any call-ups potentially? Well, that was, uh, there was a cheeky kind of tweet from Foothills WFC after her brace in that game against Reno, uh, where they said, Maya Jones with her second of the night and fourth of the season, a great start to the summer for the 2022 MVP, dot, dot, dot. Lots of former UWS soccer players heading to the FIFA World Cup this summer. Maya is ready. And then they tweeted at Canada Soccer. So I don't know if that was in jest or, or not, but she clearly is having a great season already. Uh, she has Canada experience at the U20 and U17 level. I don't actually know if she's been called up to a, a senior women's team camp or not. Uh, I wasn't able to, to find that out in the in the brief period before we recorded this, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Canada is obviously a great team and, and that would be a tough roster to break into, but you would think at the very least she would be on their radar at this point. Yeah, I think being on the radar is probably there. Hey, you never know, but that would be really cool if it happened. But uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. But uh, there's no question she's she's playing really well right now for Foothills. No, and, and she's she's only 21, but uh, she's been on the, the UWS team for, I think, five or six seasons. So she's clearly been around and... and She's, I think, very comfortable with the game at this level. And I think she's one of those who will really benefit from a domestic pro league in the coming years. Let's move on to the Cavs. And they played on the weekend. They played Forge. And it was a 1-1 draw. Um, Unfortunately, they uh, conceded late. Uh, Scott, any comments about what you saw? Yeah, they once again gave up a lead. uh, and, And once again, they drew. So that's their sixth draw of the CPL season remarkably from from eight games now uh, and I think this one was probably the most heartbreaking of all because they were leading one nothing uh, in the 93rd minute and then uh, 94th minute it all came unraveling and who else but Kyle Becker to kind of stab that ball into the box and uh, it got a, a, a flick it was I believe it was um, Jordan Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Hamilton. Yeah. But a great ball in from Kyle Becker. Jordan Hamilton kind of ghosts in, uh, gets his boot on it, and it just goes past Carducci. So 1-1 draw. Really disappointing result for Cavalry. Obviously, it's against a tough team, but 
given that they were leading so late, it's it's really gut wrenching gut wrenching for Cavalry, um, who played pretty pretty well. I mean, their goal was really well worked. It was a long ball uh, toward the corner from Bradley Camden. Some good work from Camargo near the corner flag. He laid it off, and then Jose Escalante whipped in a a really nice cross that uh, eventually fell to Ali Musi, who who volleyed it in really well-aimed strike bottom corner to go up one nil. But unfortunately, once again, this season cavalry wasn't able to hold on to a lead and uh, they left the pitch with, with just a single point. I watched the match and I thought the first half went really well. And then when we got into the second half, when you have a team of the quality of forge and they're down, they're going to push, you know, they're going to push. And so there was definitely, they were, I felt they were taking the play to uh, Cavalry, but uh, it seemed like they kind of had it more or less under control. But but that cross in by Becker, like, geez, it was like perfect. Like you just can't argue with that. It was just a a play like that. It, it was it was picture perfect. Of course, still heartbreaking the time it happened and the fact that uh, it resulted in a draw. But yeah, that was a really good ball, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first time I've seen Becker. <laughs> put in a ball against Cavalry that, that causes issues. He he still is one of the, the best central midfielders in, in the CPL. And I think you see when he plays in a ball like that, exactly what he offers still. Uh, but no, it, I, I agree with you. Uh, a forge goal did seem to be coming. They'd hit the post. Um, and I think it was around the 65th or 70th minute. Uh, and before that, Carducci was called, a, was called to make a save a couple of times. And... Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you like it. It is a, a very gut wrenching result, but maybe you could say it was it was a one one game. Yeah, and upcoming this week we have uh, Vancouver FC kind of must win. Like it just feels like this is one of those ones that got to get past these ties, and you you got to get three points at home. I would think. Yeah, Vancouver is definitely struggling. I mean. Uh, they're second from bottom in, in the league table as we're recording this. Um, and they've conceded the most goals out of any CPL team this season. I think 15 goals against, although six of those were obviously from that one crazy 6-3 game against Pacific. But uh, Vancouver seems one of the few CPL teams that is a bit vulnerable at the moment. And obviously they're new coming into this league. Cavalry, like you said, they they need to turn ties into wins. They have uh, they've tied Vancouver already this season, but this time you have to expect them to. It, as long as they play like they've shown they can, it should be a comfortable win. Yeah, you would think so. I think almost under any circumstance, if they don't get three points, it's going to be a major disappointment. But yeah, so. yeah, I mean we. Once again, at the final whistle, uh, after the draw against Forge, you could hear the boos, right, on, on the One Soccer broadcast. We could hear the boos coming from the stands. So fans are getting restless. Um, Cavalry is currently uh, their fourth place at the moment, although tied for fourth with Valor on nine points each. But there, there's starting to be a separation at, between the top and the bottom halves of the table, which we've seen quite a lot in the CPL. So at the moment, Cavalry are four points behind York United, who are in third, seven points back of Forge, who are in first, 
and six points back of Pacific, who are in second. So if they want to start climbing the table, they, they really have to start getting three points per game. They have to start getting wins. And I think Vancouver would be a good, it would be a good time and a good place, and it would be a good opportunity to, to start a good run because Cavalry have played well at home, but they haven't been getting results, and this could be a, a good way to change that. Yeah, you can't work your way up the table at the one point at a time. So, no. Let's move on to League One Alberta and let's talk about the men's division. Scott, you want to give us a bit of an update of where things are at? Yeah, it's still pretty, I mean, early days in League One Alberta, but it looks like Edmonton BTB, they're leading the table with the 2 and 0 record. Uh, Calgary Foothills are in second with a win and a draw. Uh, Cavalry is at the bottom with two losses, but they did get their first point. They got a tie against Edmonton Scottish, which is promising um, based on our interview with uh, Leon Hapgood a few weeks back. We know that uh, Cavalry's U21 roster is a really young roster, and and this is probably a tough division for a lot of those players who are only 16, 17 years old. But uh, good, a good point against Scottish. Um, what's interesting is... On June 9th, so I think the day that this is going to be released, Friday, there is a Calgary Derby uh, between Cavalry and Foothills at Macron Center, uh, 5 p.m. So I think that's the first time these two teams will play each other. Yeah, that should be interesting. And I I think right now, like as we've already discussed and had when we had uh, Leon on the podcast, results are not exactly the primary goal here uh, for the uh, Cavs U21s but I, I think without question Foothills they're like Foothills is in it to be competitive and win they're not going to be happy with just gaining experience they they want to actually win matches and I think when I look up at Edmonton BTB they seem like they're putting a lot of effort into this and I've looked at their roster and I haven't watched one minute of, of any of their matches but just by looking at their roster they have got some old FC Edmonton players and it really does seem like they're putting in a genuine effort to try and get results. So I think those are kind of the two teams right now that are, I'm kind of expecting that are going to be rising to the top here. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think of Foothills is almost the reserve team for Cavalry and then Cavalry U21s is almost like the, the, the youth team below the reserves. So that's not exactly, that's not like a perfect comparison, but looking at this match on Friday, it's, you know, you if you're in the reserves of a pro team, you don't want to lose to your youth team. That would be a little bit of an embarrassment, I think. So they have something to play for, but like you were saying, as a whole this season, like they're, yeah, they're going to be gunning for first place in this brief exhibition series. And uh, let's, um, let's go to the women's side and uh, talk about what's going on there. Yeah, it's a little different in that the two Calgary teams top the table at the moment. So Calgary Blizzard lead with uh, two wins and a tie, so they're still unbeaten. And Calgary Foothills is 1-1-1, one, one, and one, uh, tied for second at the moment with St. Albert Impact. And Calgary, there's also a Calgary Derby on the women's side on Friday with a 7 p.m. kickoff between Blizzard and Foothills at Broadview. So that's pretty. Uh, that should be a pretty good match between the two teams at the top of the table. Yeah, I think that would be a great match. And I, I think right now, when I look at Blizzard, it does seem like they've they've put a lot of effort into putting together a, a good team. And uh, 
it's showing on the pitch at this point. And yeah, these, these two teams, it, it should be a, a good one on uh, Friday night. Yeah, I would say very uh, comparable to like a, a U sports game in the fall in terms of the quality of the league and, and of this particular game. So definitely one worth watching if if you're able to make it out to Broadview tomorrow night, or I guess by the time you're listening, it would be tonight, 7 p.m. Exactly. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's segue into the Canadian men's national team and... Uh, Let's talk about the roster that John Herdman announced, and we have four Calgarians on the roster. So um, take it away, Scott. Yeah, and I think this this goes back to it was probably our second or third episode when uh, when these four were first were when these four were called up to the men's national team's recent camp, and and it's the same four suspects. So you have Dominic Zator, Victor Latoury, uh, Scott Kennedy, and Sam Adekubi. So the same four as we talked about last time, I think if you listen back to that episode, I think if we were to, to talk about those four again, we'd be rehashing quite a lot of, of what we uh, discussed previously, but no surprise really. Um, and I just hope that Zator and Latoury can get some playing time. I think Kennedy and Atakubi are, are definitely going to get playing time. They might even be starters, uh, Atakubi especially. But Zator and Latoury haven't played for the men's national team yet. And based on our interview with, with Zator a few months back, we know how, how much he wants to. So it would be great to see those two players, you know, fulfill a lifelong dream. Anyway, I, I think uh, we'll wrap it up there. So thank you for listening to the YYC Soccer Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast by using all the usual podcasting platforms. Head over to our website at yycsoccer.com where you'll find more info about how to subscribe or to leave a question or comment. And you can follow us on YYC Soccer 403 on Twitter.